Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Cloud, Sustained Fiscal Leadership for Organizational Reform, a case study in three parts that discusses the underfunding of special education in our California schools. My name is Jonathan Wright, and I am a student from Concordia University in Irvine, California. My professor is Dr. Robert Coglin, who is also an assistant superintendent of business services for a school district in Southern California. In this three-part series, I'll be interviewing three groups of people, a representative of a special education department of a large school district in Southern California, part two, two representatives from the same district's business services department, and part three, two representatives from a special education local plan area, SELPA as they are called. In this case study, I'm going to ask these representatives to talk about how the underfunding of the special education affects their department. So let's get started with part one. Let's meet Anna Inglesrud, the director of special education in a school district with 27,000 students in Southern California. Good evening, my name is Jonathan Wright and I've been joined with the Rector of the Special Ed Department for the Chino Valley Unified School District. Thank you for taking the time. Um, so it's my understanding that there's a problem in special education and that being that it's really underfunded. Correct. And I'm wondering how has this problem impacted the organization's budget and the fiscal solvency? I, I think the question is a great question. I think because our district is part of West End Selpa, mm -hmm. um, our, our local plan, our special ed plan is actually created by our superintendent's council. So that would be our superintendent along with the, the other eight superintendents from the member districts, right? Mm -hmm. So my role is really the programmatic piece of it, meaning I am a member of the advisory to the superintendent's council, but for the program piece. So I talk about um, programs for students, um, things like that. And then Liz Pensig, uh, our director of, of business, is the fiscal representative, so on behalf of the district. So she, she functions in an advisory, the fiscal advisory committee, mm -hmm. and then their group will then um, support the, the superintendent's council and advise the superintendent council. So, okay. so I think for, as far as the, the question, um, I mean, I can talk to it in generalities mm -hmm. um, because I, I do believe that uh, um, special ed is underfunded. Um, it, it's, it's a known fact. It's not just in Chino Valley. It's in every district across the whole state of California. And I think smaller districts are struggling uh, a lot more with it than we are. We are a large mm -hmm. enough organization to where we are able to fund the mandates. Um, but they're not funded only by special ed funds. It's also encroaching on our general budget. So I'm wondering, is there such a thing as a non-mandated special ed service? What's mandated is the direct services for students, right? So if you think about what's within law is the, the support for, for, for children having various needs. So you have direct service providers, you have your teachers, your special ed teachers, your speech, OT, occupational therapists, uh, speech pathologists, um, adaptive PE teachers. There's a lot of different groups. Um, as far as non-mandated working under special ed would be administrative. So okay. just like a school district, you know, you're, you're there to support students, but there's a hierarchy, there's a support system. You have a transportation department, you have a business department, HR department, special ed department. And we are basically making sure we are compliant. We oversee compliance. We, we support with training of teachers and staff. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so if you talk of mandated versus non-mandated as far as IDEA concerned, mm-hmm. um, they don't line, there's no, there's no hierarchy outlined within IDEA or special ed law. What solutions has the organization implemented to address the problem? The biggest challenge is that problem with underfunding in specialty is really not a Chino Valley issue. I think it's a statewide issue. I think it's okay. a nationwide issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that politicians are constantly working on it as, as a membership uh, or a member district of SELPA. Uh, Susan Bobbitt Voth, as a director of SELPA, she's in Sacramento on a regular basis. She goes visiting politicians. They are constantly in the ears of, of people that can make policy change. So, so that's, that's, that's kind of what we do as a district. We support that process because it's outside of our control. If you think about funding for, for our K-12 systems, we actually receive quite a bit of funding, but if you talk to a parent of a child with special needs that might require support as they grow up and go into the adult world, if you look at statistics for uh, lack of employment, the amount of, of people living in pow- poverty with disabilities, I mean, it's, it's pretty staggering. And, and that's sad as well because to me it becomes a, it becomes a community uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as a state we haven't put enough prov- provisions in place. You know, so K-12, yeah. not enough, but it gets a whole lot worse as, as they progress up and become mm-hmm. adults. In what way does the business manager act as a fiscal leader to address the problem? I think I think as as uh, as a school district, I think we are extremely fortunate to have a very very competent business team, and you have met with Sandra and Liz both, and I think they've they've guided and steered this organization through some really tough times before, and I think okay. they are constantly looking at ways to 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 make sure we are being fiscally responsible. Okay. Um, I wish I could have more control over our expenditure, but. I, I don't know if I shared that with you already, but I think the majority of the cost is, is salaries. It, it's to staff to support the students that require services. So our funding for specialty is just is built on the fact that we have 27 some thousand students in the district, okay. which is a good thing for us. So we have these three uh, groups that have been identified with the um, LCFF. We have yeah. the foster youth, we have the low income and the English learner. Yeah. But then special ed is kind of off in their own separate right. category. Right. Why not include special ed and handle it as though it were one of these other groups? Would that uh, no, and, and that's part of what we don't understand. And uh, you're looking at, at, at the local funding formula, but look at LCAP. Where is special ed in that piece as well? Okay. So, so, th- so that's been a, a big question. And now that's one of the things that they are talking about in Sacramento because I think the intent of the legislature was, of course, all students are included, but yet they only specified those groups. Why? Exactly. That's the mm-hmm. big question. And I wish I had the answer, but it makes no sense. I don't have the answer. Is there anything that you would like to say in closing? I will say, because you're interviewing staff within Chino Valley Unified School District, mm-hmm. I'm a very student-focused person. I'm a public servant. I'm here to support our, our district's community, our students. And I think none of us would be in this job if we weren't here to serve students, right? Yeah. And, I, and I think as a district, I think we are, we are making the right investments. We are providing supports and services to students that require them. Mm-hmm. And I think we have an obligation to do so, but it comes at a cost. Okay. And, and, and again, it, it's again our obligation, but it's also the willingness. We have a supportive cabinet, superintendent, and school board mm-hmm. that sees the value in supporting our students.
and the okay. most needy of our students. I would like to thank my guest, Anna Inglesrue, for taking the time out of her busy schedule. In addition, I would like to thank Dr. Rob Koblin for allowing me this opportunity. And finally, I thank Concordia University in Irvine, California for spreading God's good word and believing in me, making my dreams a reality. I leave you with this. Remember to always cultivate collaborative systems. God bless and Godspeed. Thank <laughs> you.